Yep, 633 podcast. Because we believe, Matthew 6.33, that says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm Kimberly Belrose, faith coach, and I have partnered with Sharon McComb, certified life coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of us to be living like we believe. We co-host Coaching Works episodes to bring an awareness of this profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. Sharon's Checkmate episodes discuss the many ways that we get stuck in life, and using her experience and tips, she shares how we can tackle these stuck points. But this is my wake-up. Episodes that follow my journey with the Message Bible and my ear open to Holy Spirit's revelation and breakthrough for our lives. So today, I'm going to begin with reading from my blog. Um, This one is titled, The First Love of the Day. Today I am reminded of the simplicity of the New Covenant. And this was my conclusion of a three-part series of posts of my one hour with my pen. And if you want to know the previous posts of my experience, um, you can go to www.633-wakeup.com and from the pull-down menu, find my wind words and you will see my blog post there. So back to my blog. This is what happened. I was in prayer and the the Holy Spirit directed me to give him one hour of my time to grab a pen and a paper and to write down what he wanted to say. So I did that and this is the conclusion of that. And these are the words that blew my way. My people must bless their enemies and not curse them. There will be those who come against them and who will not understand them. Even some who are very close and who they will feel respect for. Remember, they persecuted and misunderstood my son. The religious spirit will fight and squirm against the simplicity of the new covenant. This has not changed since the birth of my son on the earth. This simplicity has been lost by the tradition and education of man. I have chosen ones to be distractors and infusers for the good news. They must hear and follow. They must trust and obey. They must walk in the light and never step into the shadows. If the light moves, they must move with it. For if they do not, where they were will have become a shadow. If they go too far to the left or the right or ahead, it will become a shadow. They must not look to the ways of man for confirmation, understanding, or acceptance, because they will not find it. Their lives will not make sense to man's eyes. Their words will not make sense to man's ears. But the fruit and the aroma of my son that comes from them will blow them away. 
They believe that they must see in order to believe. And they are coming into that place where they will see. They must stay connected to me, the first love of their day. When connected to me, they can look any fear straight in the face and it will be gone because it becomes light for I am light. It is in me that they can walk this way, covered, empowered, and led. I am light and in me there is no darkness. And as I always conclude my blog post with our wake up. And if if you know me from podcast episodes and from my blog, you know that uh, the dictionary is is my dear dear friend. And of course, I looked up these words: distractor and infuser. So the distractor, the root word being distract, one who draws the attention of someone away from their original task or focus, to divert, perplex, bewilder, or drive mad. Now, infuse means to soak, to extract flavor, instill, charge, implant, insert, or fix. Now, here are my questions. Are we, as believers, living out the simplicity of the new covenant? Are we staying in the light? Are we persecuted? Misunderstood? Are we distracting, diverting, perplexing, and bewildering to others? As we are soaking him in and infusing him to others, are we doing that? If all your answers are yes, I say, Amen. Now, this podcast episode, Wake Up, my heart is that as believers, number one, we will know that we are believers, that we will know that we have been born from above, saved, born again, loved, adopted, you know, whatever form of terminology that you want to use, but that we know that we are in this classification of a believer. Now, I've also said in the past, and I'm saying again, that believing that there is a God isn't enough. Believing that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died and that he rose from the dead isn't enough. The Bible says that even the demons believe these things, that there is a God. Going to church isn't enough. I've said it before many times and I will say it again. Going to church doesn't make you any more of a believer than sitting in a garage is going to make you a car. It just doesn't work that way. And also, becoming a member of a church, part of a group of people, 
as in we spend time together. Um, we do things together. We have meals together. That also doesn't make you a believer. This thing that I call a wake-up call to believers is that you know that you know that you have a change in your life. That you have made a decision that you will no longer live for yourself. I no longer live for just what Kimberly thinks. And I no longer live for just what my husband thinks or my employer or my bank account or my group of friends. I live to please God. I live because I was accepted just as I am. It doesn't make me better. It makes me different. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 23, he was talking to the religious scholars and Pharisees, people who were competent as teachers in God's law. And Jesus said to them that, you know, you won't go wrong in following the teachings of Moses, but be careful about following the teachers. They talk a good line, but they don't live it. They don't take it into their hearts and live it out in their behavior. It's all spit and polish veneer. Instead of giving you God's laws, food and drink by which you can banquet on God, they package it in bundles of rules, loading you down like pack animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you stagger under these loads and wouldn't think of lifting a finger to help. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows, embroidered prayer shawls one day and flowery prayers the next. They love to sit at the head table at church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, preening in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees, and getting called doctor or reverend. Jesus says, don't let people do that to you, put you on a pedestal like that. You all have a single teacher, and you all are classmates. Don't set people up as experts over your life, letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God. Let him tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of father. You have only one father, and he's in heaven. And don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There's only one life leader for you and them, Christ. Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll only get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. That's what I'm talking about. It isn't 
the rules. It isn't the regulations. It isn't the the knowledge of the the history of religion and the people in the Bible. It isn't the knowledge of being able to quote scripture. This is a personal relationship. This is a change my life. This is, I have seen the truth. I've seen the way, the narrow way, the light that's shining on my path. And I have chosen to turn from the way that I used to live. And I am now going to live this way on the narrow path. Does that mean I'm perfect? Absolutely not. Does that mean I know what I'm doing every day? Nope. It means I'm walking by faith. There is a God who is much bigger than anything that I face in my day. And he is able to watch over me, to lead me, direct me, care for me. And when I wake up, Every morning, and I thank God that here I am, and He is too in my life in this day. He has allowed me another day to breathe, to praise, to live for Him, to love others, to do good, to be nice. We all know that golden rule, do unto others what you would have them do to you. You know, that goes further. Jesus himself said in Matthew 11, starting at verse 27, he was tenderly talking to the people and he said, the father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Jesus said, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I hope you're aware of Jesus's prayer for his followers, and that you know that if you are a believer, like I'm talking about today, in every episode, then that means you're a follower too. And this is what Jesus prayed in John 17. Starting in verse 20, Jesus is saying, I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me. Because of them and their witness about me, the goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, 
just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. So they might be one heart and mine with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are. I in them and you in me. Then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way you loved me. See, it isn't about knowledge. It's about life. It's about relationship. It's about knowing the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as we live this abundant life now. Did you know that there were two trees in the garden? There was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there was the tree of life. They could eat freely from the tree of life. And it kept them in an open relationship as God the Father walked with them in the garden and they heard him and they spoke and they had this communion. But then came the day that they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And their eyes were open to see themselves. And they saw that they were naked and that they were ashamed. So let's fast forward to the new covenant. And Jesus was hung on a tree and became the tree of life for us. He died and he rose that you and I can eat again freely from this tree of life and have communion with the Father that we can hear, that we can have this sense of his presence, that we can really truly feel his love and his power. And that is there for you, for me. That is our wake up to believe that it isn't the old covenant, but it is the new covenant. That we no longer eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but that we eat again from the tree of life. That we no longer have to earn or to measure up and to not sin, but we have been washed and made righteous and have peace and joy now, not in eternity. So I hope that you know that your believer has woken up. And I hope that you can live in the world that you're in, in your place, in your home, in your family, in your situation, and that you can be showing the glory and the splendor of God, that you can be an example of one heart and one mind with other believers and with the Father, that you are 
an example that there's a different way, a life-giving way. So I want to thank you. I want to bless you for being here. I want to bless you for for sharing. If it, you know, if this clarifies any message of about there being a difference between religion and relationship, between being uh, religious and being a, a, a born again Christian, born from above, so, saved. I don't know. Like share this, put it out there. You know, and as you know, Sharon and I are coaches. I'm a faith coach. I very strongly come from this faith perspective that I am just a tool. I am just a link from here to there to get you to the ultimate coach. That's the life I want for you. So, As I said earlier, if you're tired, if you're worn out, if you're burned out on religion, know that there's another way. So if you want to reach out to Sharon at www.wildflowerwomen.ca or to myself, again, www.wildflowerwomen.ca. 633-wakeup.com. Both of our emails are in the show notes. And we just bless you. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.